there, welcome back. It's Cork Stats, powered by the Mail Media Net here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the daily fantasy app where we actually make money. Although yesterday I have a pretty nice black and blue on my face, stepping on a rake. Man, we really should have trusted our work and not trusted the weather, man. We were on the Reds. I got off them because of the weather. We got on to the Rangers. That game got postponed. So big L for love on my forehead. But what can you do that's par for the course and part of doing business? And I'm not going to shy away from that. Welcome aboard, everybody. Make sure... You rate, review, and subscribe to the audio pod as well. You could like this channel and subscribe to the YouTube and follow me along on Twitter at MLB Moving Averages at MLB Moving AVG on a bird app. We are bringing it hot and heavy. I'm not sure. There may not be a single place doing what we are doing right now. It is the whole kitten caboodle, the three pillars of profit that you get here on Cork Stats, of course, daily DFS and jock market download the app. Use the code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. And even after that little hiccup yesterday, it doesn't mean I'm still at my all-time high. Hopefully you people out there didn't get too tripped up or you stuck with the Reds. Because we had Drury, we said Stevenson, like our guys did fine. It's not like our Rangers didn't perform. The game just got rained out at the very last second. I was on VEASAN and I kind of missed that. No worries about that. And then, of course, today we're going to do... On the fantasy end, we're going to mine the advanced leaderboard. I have some access to some time-sorted stuff that not everyone does. We'll be highlighting some names. Tomorrow, we'll do the hitting end. Thursday, we do ads. Friday, we'll do the look-ahead. And I mean, it's the whole kit and caboodle. And then, of course, every day we wrap up with some bets. Let's get down into that first pillar of profit that I mentioned, daily DFS and jock market. So, of course, all names that we mentioned are DFS viable, for sure. They're all jock market plays, let's say up to five fifty or $6, depending on the player. We'll get through it as we go. And then I also want to be highlighting that a lot of these players, I'll be going through this during the day, and then I go a step further and I put it up on Patreon. But don't worry, there's no paying. It's free Trion for you and me, Trion, whatever. You know, they just allow me to host it. Starting pitcher ranks, I run the algo, but I also kind of give prices and rankings with home run calls and then those total base props. It can be very difficult to balance it all, but we're really doing our best here at Mayo Media Net, juggling it all. Get up in the comments. Let Mr. Mayo know how kind of good of a job that I'm doing. Enough of that. Let's get up into this. It's the stack report. Jock market is split into two slates today. So there's a 640 for 640 that goes up to the 810, not including, and then 810 for 810, right? So that's IPO and start. I like when the IPO goes right up to the start, but it is split. So first up, we're looking for Yankees righties against Cole Sands, 788 ERA, 163 whip in the short cup, but he's a pitch to contact guy, not the kind of guy you want to roll it against the Yankees, 92% in zone contact rate paired with a 13% barrel is more than two home runs per nine in the short cup so far we're looking at Stanton we're looking at Glaber the world's going to be chasing Judge that's generally not where I like to go I I think he'll be great I always think he is but in jock market a guy like Judge goes up to $859 sometimes I can't pay that a guy like Stanton is right on par with Judge and could be more like a $5 player, $5.50. Glaber, maybe a bit less than that. But remember, guys like Stanton and Glaber, be willing to go up to $5.50, even $6. If it goes up to 6 let other people have it. Next up, it's the Miami Marlins lefties against Joanne Adon, who's had a tough go. So far, I liked him, but I don't think he was quite ready yet. 6 ERA, 1-7 whip, 13% walk, 91% in-zone contact rate. So we're not just reading stats. It's He's walking guys and then pitching to contact, and then it's a 13% barrel rate. So again, I 
don't like to just throw numbers as a reason. High walk is men on. Pitching to contact allows batted ball events. High barrel rates make those dangerous. 394 X-Woba on the season against Adon in particular. I mentioned the lefties have a plus 900 OPS against. He's a heavy fastball guy. Hyper usage there. 65% use. 740 X-Log to lefty. So we're looking at... Jesus Sanchez, but in particular, Jazz Chisholm on the Yaz flute. Going to do it for us. He's probably going to go yard, plus 15% barrel against fastballs from righties where Adon struggles. Give me he, uh, Jazz Chisholm to go deep today. Next up, it's everybody on the Cubs against Kyle Bradish. He started so great in the minors, then looked really good. He's shown some flashes, but until he works on the fastball location, he's going to struggle. 6.82 ERA, 1.55 whip, 9.14 OPS on the year for Kyle Bradish. Some bad math there. 45% hard hit, 11% barrel. Is those two home runs per nine that we've seen a plus 1,100 OPS to righties. Woof. A 4.98 Woba to righties as well. You go across the entire arsenal. I believe it's four pitches. The minimum X slug is 5.50. The fastball is up over 750. So we got to be looking at William uh, Wilson Contreras. I've been confusing the Contreras boys, right? Will and Will. But the Cubs, Wilson, with two L's, mind you, Contreras. 15% bow rate against right-handed fastballs. Also, Patrick Wisdom. I think his number is up over 25, though. He's been a little bit cold as of late. But we're also looking at Nico Horner and Morell. I think it's Christopher Morell. So we're going to backfill into the Cubs. We particularly like the Cubs because they should be going off cheap. And remember, the best lesson for Jock Market and why it's greater than sign DraftKings is the theory of inherent leverage, right? So a cheap player in DraftKings, the entire world can jump on, and it almost hurts you uh, to have him, right? There's a point where it can hurt you to have him. In jock market, there are no free squares. A cheap price means there's inherent value to be had because the demand is low. If demand was high, the price would move. And that's really the main difference aside from DraftKings and FanDuel. You need to hit a 10-player parlay. And in jock market, one really good hit or a couple okay hits will float the whole lineup. And that's just not the case, right? I mean, you really can't say that about DraftKings where you had, I had the best player in the slate. Sometimes that means you cash, but sometimes it just means you min cash. doesn't mean that you always profit. It really does not. Especially if the rest of your lineup is really bad. And also depending on the chalk of the night again something that is not a factor in jock market next up this is the back end slate now so these are post 810 houston astro righties against the gun show chris flexen 842 ops to righties and six home runs year to date the fastball in particular he struggled that x lug up near 700 the curveball and changeup those x lugs are up near 900 and it's been a real struggle for him. Generally, he's keeping the ball down. That has not been the case. I think he struggled with the ball, right? Sometimes that is just you change the ball. Some guys have complained about grip. We've seen the movement profile change for certain pitchers and certain pitchers. And I think Flexen is exactly one of those. So we're going to be looking for lesser-known guys. So we're looking for Chaz McCormick and Jeremy Payne. You've both been smoking righties as of late. And you know we love that because it'll give us access to the Astros lineup without having to pay up for the big dogs and that's just how daily fantasy is won it's always not necessarily the chalk and again jock market those cheap prices you don't need the top player on the slate in fact one one gold star that i did have that helped me float a bit was here's the lesson with weather if there's weather either don't play or be able to follow okay because you can get smoked 
And the reason I say is this. When it looked like they were at least going to get a little bit of the game in Cincinnati, some of those players were going at the min. Two cents. Remember, a dollar and two cent share, you get a dollar back minimum. A two cent share. If Albert Amora happened to go off me, the top player in the slate, it's like a 1,200 times return. Like 12,000% return. So those things do exist. That's a true wrinkle in the game. Just something to keep an eye on. I had shares for Albert Amora. He had an RBI single or something like that. So he ended up tripling up or quadrupling up from the dollar, right? So I made a tremendous profit on Amora. That was a really big hit, you know, percentage-wise. And again, just a wrinkle in the game when it comes to weather. Last one we got is San Francisco Giant lefties. Those San Francisco treats against Herman Marquez. Oh my goodness, who he used to be safe to start on the road. He's been worse on the road than in core. 6'7 ERA, 162 whip, near 900 OPS on the year. <laughs> lefties have a 942 OPS. Don't tell that to Jock Peterson. Oh my goodness. 20% barrel, 10% blast against righties year to date. 1300 OPS for Jock Jams. Last 42 plate appearances against righties. We're all also looking at Luis Gonzalez and Jason Vossler, depending on the lineup. So that's a stack report, everybody. And again, for DraftKings, if it's a main sleep thing, Yankees, righties, Miami, Marlins, lefties. Everybody on the Cubs against Bradish, righties in particular, Houston, righties, McCormick and Pena, and then Giants, lefties, Peterson, Gonzalez, and Vossler, of course, keep an eye on those lineups. All those guys are viable total base props. And again, if you're into parlaying these things, I have a book that does that. You can hit me up. No problem. We'll get you hooked up with that stuff. And man, parlaying those things is really the way to go. I love that because you really dial down the risk. Some of the total base props are half base, but they're like juiced up to minus 180. I can't play that. But you can pair them. Or, hey, listen, I've paired all of the guys I've named, just like on a, hey, you know, shoots and giggles type of deal, and I've hit. So, these things just happen. Again, there's there's pathways to the work that we're doing here. There's really a thousand ways to skin this cat. Alright, so that'll do it for the stack report. Let's get up into the fantasy expected statistic leaderboard, everybody. You know, this show just absolutely reeks of effort. Let's take a second to thank Patrick Mayo for giving me the means to bring all this to you. The Tasmanian Devil from Brooklyn, bringing it to you 115 off the crack of the bat for the audio-only listeners. I know you're out there. I'll try and read you through it. And I think this exercise we've been doing which has stuck for a reason because it's very impactful i have 15 interesting names inside the top let's say 55 or 60 depending on the list but these are starting pitchers and we're looking for top 50 since may 1st in whiff rate right swing and miss before the batted ball event and then inside the top 55 of x but right so that's after the batted ball event again none of these things are perfect no single stat should make a decision for you but i would say this if a player is on both of these lists right he's excelling before the batted ball event and after the batted ball event you're probably adding him at first and asking questions later if a player's on one list it's just a means to investigate all right let's get up into the whiff percentage since may 1st the reason i have robbie ray up here yes he's not like he's available but he's number one in the league i'm going to be talking about him in the next day or so at the athletic i i know people are just ready they're disgusted or a ton of home runs i don't know if it's time yet we could see a turnaround i don't know if it's cy young return level but there's a lot of good stuff going on with robbie ray i know people are like looking to rage drop him selling for cents on the dollar put him on your bench if you can next up aaron ashby the reason you mentioned that he's like legit starter and he's got the opportunity trade high for him if you can maybe there's people are waiting for him to have a bad smart go after him next up connor pilkington not a name you expect to have with the big whiff rate 
great, but that's what we're doing here, right? Is just highlighting these names. I don't know much about them, nor am I going to pretend to. But now we know to circle Connor Pilkington and take a look before people people hear names and teams and just pfft, that's silly. And if that's not how this game is won, fantasy betting and the like, one with nuance and context. Next up, Hunter Green posting a thirty plus one percent whiff rate. He looked excellent again. Start at, even at home. He looks like he's ready to take off. The reason we mentioned him is because he's been on this list, and when people throwing him away after two or three starts, I was I was just begging you to add him. Next up, Jeffrey Springs on the race. He is legit. He's also a spark in CBS leagues. Tyler Anderson, he's legit. You could buy high on him. The Dodgers fixed him with the sweeper. Next up, Josh Winder. Winder, I know he hasn't pitched for the Twins, but he's on both of these lists. you got to get him. He's going to be coming off the IL soon. He is a must, must, must own in all formats. And if you've noticed, man, pitching is very tough. 10, 12, and 15 team and lists are almost indiscernible from each other. Next up, Ryan Feltner. Feltner, Kyle Bradish, who we mentioned, and he, Bradish is a good example of how you can excel in one and not the other, right? So he's getting whiffs, but he's struggling so bad with the fastball command, he's getting punished. So there might be potential with Bradish, but you can't roll him out there now, which is why one of these lists not good enough. Next up, JT Brubaker, who we've mentioned. I Hopefully you added him pretty much in all formats. He's been excellent as of late. Justin Steele, same again. We've been telling you to add him for weeks. Brady Singer, add him for weeks. Josiah Gray, my boy, looking good. Again, it's been a bit up and down. I saw people dropping him after a start or two ago. I I would be adding Josiah Gray waiting. Remember, he's part of that Max Scherzer deal. Huge potential from Gray. Potentially 26% whiff rate. Nothing to sneeze at since May 1st. And Daniel Lynch, he's been getting dropped. Been called a bum. People hate it. But also, big-time prospect potential. And he's getting whiffs. I think there's something there. Some of the underlying statistics, not as bad as the results for Daniel Lynch on the Royals. Just a guy to circle. Remember, a lot of people are desperate. The waivers are bare. Players are injured. This, to me at least, is the pathway to find the names. No guarantee, but you have to look for these little changes, the players that have been good as of late and showing elite skill sets wrapped up with Bailey Ober, who I think has been like up and down. He's been good. Not really seeing him on drop lists because of, again, that demand for pitching. All right, let's do the other side is... Uh, 15 interesting names inside the top 55 of ex-WOBA since May 1st. Okay, just trying to bring an angle here that might highlight a few guys. Let's dive up into it on the list. Up top is Devin Smelter. He's been excellent pitching a contact and doing really well. He's very good at working low and around the edges. If you find yourself, you know, just in a pinch, needing a streamer, if he pops up on two start lists, he's a guy you can definitely get with. Alex Cobb, ERA through the roof, most unlucky pitcher ever, then had a start scratch. It's been terrible, but the underlying statistics are there. Alex Cobb is good. We're going to get a really good stretch from him. I know it. Next up, Aaron Ashby. Look at that. 262 ex-WOBA to pair with plus 34% whiff rate. Aaron Ashby is a boss. Add him high. Try and pay for him high. I mean, that's what it is. And if you're like in a keeper league, you know, I, if he's on a winning team, sometimes those teams, I know it sounds crazy, they're willing to deal those guys if you're willing to give up the the truth, right? I mean, so and this is part of it. And I know some people hate to kind of sacrifice, but I'll give you a perfect example. I'm in a keeper league where I, I'm actually doing better. I think I'm overperforming. I shouldn't be competing. I was. I had my competition window. I lost in the head-to-head championship, which in points is what it is. You know, we we split pot and play power rankings to try and smooth that stuff out. But regardless, that's neither here nor there. Point being, 
if you're not in your win now window, you know, I'm flipping the guys that you can't keep, right? So I'd flip my team in particular. Like, I would look to package a Freddie Freeman with other guys. Like, I have, I have Sal Perez. You know what I mean? It sounds like you're paying the world, but I would, I would absolutely do that. And that's the kind of thing you really want to overwhelm these people trying to win now, where they say, man, Sal Perez and Freddie Freeman, you could be getting literally 1B1 and C1. And it's like Aaron Ashby, pitchers are improving. You never know what's going to happen. And maybe you could pry him away and you kind of tank your season. Although, the way catchers have been hitting, maybe you stick around here. We can help you out. Let's get back into the list. Zach Eflin with the 265 X Woba, Mike Clevenger, JT Brubaker, and Zach Thompson all posting sub 285 X Woba. Really, really impressive. Zach Thompson in particular on the Pirates. I like seeing for JT Brubaker. What's that mean? The Pirates are not as bad as people want them to be. Next up, Justin Steele. Wah, wah, wah. Double list alert. 27% whiff, 287 X Woba, and Justin Steele everywhere. I'm telling you, see a guy on both lists, you add him everywhere. Same to be said for Ryan Felder. I really didn't expect that. I didn't know that we were getting this. Kind of protection from Felder, and there we go. Like I'll take another L for love. That's two. I really don't care. There's a huge forehead, plenty of room for L's. Makes no difference to me as long as I'm getting smarter and more sharp, more profitable at the end of the day. So Ryan Feltner right now, I guess we're going to add him. We see him, expect him on the list on Thursday. I'm going to try and do a little bit more of a dive in between now and then. Ryan Feltner, 30% whiff rate. Sub 300 X. Well, but last 30 days, that ain't nothing. Next up, our boy, Paulie Blackburn, the Pirate. What do you notice? He's dropped off of the whiff list. He was actually getting whiffs at one point. That has kind of ticked down, and the contact has started to tick back up with, not to say the ball, but the way the ball has reacted to the weather. So I I still like Blackburn. He has shown some skills, but he's a guy that right we highlighted to add. But I think the next lesson would be how we don't just necessarily marry these guys, right? Sometimes we... And I hope it doesn't sound cold. We get them, we add them, we kind of use them, and if we can replace them, we do. So, like, right now, if you could swap Feltner for Blackburn, you just do that, right? So, hopefully, there's some people going out adding Feltner. They've added Justin Steele. You already have Zach Thompson. Again, this is, these are probably more 14 or 15 team leagues, but some of these guys are viable two-steppers. Wound up on this list is Brady Singer, of course, my boy on both of these lists. I think he had a weird start. Maybe not last one before. Don't worry. Cure up Brady Singer. He's another guy you could try and package in a deal, right? So if you're looking to win later in the year, like, I can't, you know, you're not trying to trick people, but you are trying to get value in trade. So, like, Singer's a guy I really like. I really, really like him. So if I got to add him, I make it rid of guys that, you know, name value may seem like more. So, Singer on both of these lists, and there's some fantasy mining of the X-Stat leaderboard. Let's get into the betting side, people. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Now, you notice something a little bit different, and again, I hope it doesn't come across off or flip a floppity or anything like that, but Gosh, I get so much interaction during the day. So many questions. And these, like the plays, the daily parlay we were putting out, sits on the vine for so long. Things change. Weather changes. Do we still play this? Should we still do this? This change. Weather change. Lines moves. And I mean, part of the whole thing of picking early was I was trying, I was really just trying to identify closing line value. That was really the point. But since I was giving picks, I don't want people betting on things that I don't play. And I don't play my full unit plays yet because I need more information. I am a, I play a lot, bet a lot of money. I can't, I can't put four units on everything. It's just not how it goes. I only play two and a half units max, and that's when I'm winning. We're not doing great. So right now I'm at about one and a half to two percent of my total stack. That's my daily risk allotment that I work back. So I'll give you an idea of how this works if you're unfamiliar to the work, although I do post all this stuff on Patreon. Again, it's all 100% free, but it's to show you the machinations of how a professional goes about their business. So these are rough numbers, but it'll give you an idea. Let's say you 
bet two units, right? 2.0 U, lowercase u. And you have four bets that you like. You should be putting a half a unit right on each of those to get keep it to max. Then a day where you have a, ten plays, it should be a tenth of that, point two units. Some people get into this like, oh, I've, man, what are we going to do? We have so many plays, I can't risk that much. It, plays should not determine how much you risk. The day, the sun rising should determine, or how you're doing. So like that's another lesson. There's like the double risk feather in the cap is not only should you be determining daily risk allotment first and working backwards, but you should be accelerating and decelerating that with your performance, right? In at same ebbs and flows that we speak of like right now uh, we're coming out of an ebb and again we did burn it I, I make it sound worse than it was we're just not getting crushed we never get crushed because we play around even so often but we were all coming up off the mat right had some tough bounces so that's what I'm coming down right where if you're hot you're at two and a half percent let's say you lose three units three percent you take down a half of a unit now you max out at one and a half units if you lose another three units betting that system come down another half unit to one unit max so the more you lose the slower you roll the you could still play the same amount of plays and that's the thing people are failing to understand with fractional betting and hopefully that's part of what you learn when you rock with us so these are really closing line values there's a three totals that my model was screaming these totals are going to move there the numbers are going to move i that's what i'm looking for so of course obviously so, so the question is already answered that's what I wanted to do. So it's going to kind of save everybody a bit of trouble. Yes, I believe that all of these are standalone plays. Yes, I believe you can parlay all of these. And yes, you really need to be careful if we succeed in achieving closing line value and the totals move. If the price moves $0.05 cents or $0.10, cents, you got, I think you'd play anyway with a total. They generally don't move more than that, so I wouldn't be concerned. Totals, when half lines move around the actual line physically moves, not the price, but the physical line, then you got to get away from it. Because we had that happen the other day. We were in front of a total that moved down, and it pushed, or lost even, I think it was. Right, it was at four, we went, or was that three and a half, we went four... Yeah, and it moved up, and people pushed and lost. It was just weird, right? We get so many books nowadays, and now books offer multiple lines with different prices. So just that is at the center of this. All right, let's get into it really quick before we get out of here. I've got Arizona and Cincinnati. F5 is at U5.5. I know we're in Cincinnati, but I really like both of the starters here. I think they're both being undersung and probably shortchange a bit for Neem. Value, Tyler Gilbert, who nobody likes. I do like a bit of the underlying statistics and in the past. He got beat up a touch, but when you see five ERA and one whip, like you got to more think about like why is the whip one more than like uh, uh, focusing on ERA. I feel like that's the wonky stat in baseball and probably the stat that gets people in trouble the most. I'm a big fan of Garrett Ashcraft. I think he's excellent. So even if Gilbert gives up a couple to Cincinnati, I'd be surprised. Arizona offense is in the tank right now. Ashcraft has been awesome. 1-5 ERA, .9 whip, but 5-14 OPS. So like all the way across the board, he's doing it. Yeah, he's not really striking people out, but 63% ground ball, zero blast. That's what we're talking about. That's how you keep the ball in the park, keep the run total down in Cincinnati. I think that at 5.5 is going to 5 flat. So I'm not going under 5 flat. I want to go under 5.5. Next up, Detroit and Pittsburgh is over 3.5. I mean, you can see where I'm going with this. I, it's like I don't like any of these guys. I really do like Scooble, and I, really, I think Quintana is actually okay also, but I'm just not buying it. I'm just not buying the 3.5. This is just, it should be saved for elite, elite, elite aces. These offense know they've not been great, but Pittsburgh has been good. Pittsburgh's at, you know, 115 WRC plus list, 7265 team batting average, 770 team OPS, 9% walk rate. They're not that 
bad. The Detroit Tigers have been really bad, but even they score runs that's just part of the game. So I think this 3.5 is going to 4, in which case I would leave it, but I've really had a lot of sharp people reaching out about how well we've done with the closing line value, and I think that's part of it. I don't want to stick with what's working. We're going to be giving you tools that you can use, right? Not just tailing blindly and following, although again, if, if I got plays that I love, I'm going to post them. I'm not keeping anything from anybody, but I think this is the most effective way to use this tool at this time of the day. And then, of course, you're into closing on value. Then you have your answer. Bet all three of these individually. I truly believe if the lines stick, we're going to get two or three of these. Or I should say, if you bet them now, we're going to get two or three of these every single day. I firmly believe in all that stuff. You know what I mean? The model's screaming, and I respond. So... Arizona, Cincinnati, F5 under 5.5. I think that's going to 5. Detroit and Pittsburgh, F5 O, 3.5. I believe that one's going to 4. And then St. Louis and Tampa Bay. I think that one is going to 4.5. Right now, it's set at 4. And I ain't, I'm not buying that one. Although, I f- yeah, it's Dakota Hudson and Jeffrey Springs. Again, two, listen, the pitchers are not bad. They're not bad pitchers. That's not really the point. I, in particular, I like Springs. Books are scrambling. They really are. They're really scrambling to, uh, to, to set these lines. And, and this is, that's when we're going to take advantage in particular, as they've moved the average price from 4.5 away, it's our job to be proactive in our approach and then know when we're going to leap. And these are the numbers we're going to leap at, right? 5.5 on the high end. We want to go under that. The reason the 3.5 is so delicious is if that's 04, you need 5 to win at 4. We're not interested in pushing at 4 and losing at 3. 3.5 over at 4 is the win. Right? So you see how the, the there were certain key hooks as they shift in the direction that they shift in is so critical that we just got to, you got to get in there and start the manja. That's what it's all about. And I think, again, that's why I think this is so impactful. So let's stick with, it. it I think it will generally be totals because that's normally where the most inefficiencies are as far as lines, right? You're generally not seeing money lines move. We do see prices move. But if I have big price discrepancies, I'll post those. But we're looking for the line movements. And let's track this. We're going to actually be able to track these every day now because these are legit totals posted uh, maybe i should grab screenshots and we'll be able to check at game time if they move sorry right, everybody we're right up against it thanks so much for st- sticking around with cork stats here in the mayo media net make sure you download the jack market app and get with us we're kicking tail in there every single day i'm up seventeen thousand percent on my free promo i don't know if there's a better you know testimonial than that and again there's no jackpots and i think that's even stronger like I, you listen yes winning a million would be fantastic i'm not gonna put that down but you could win a million once and lose for the rest of your life and i'm not even saying give it back but just that one time where in jock market there is no jackpot so you have to be good to win it doesn't work any other way so That'll do it. Three pillars of profits. You got your stacks. You got fantasy starting pitchers to highlight. And we got some bets, closing line value that we are going to rock and roll. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Please hit the like button below. Please, please, please. You know, I waited till the very end to beg for it. And how about that? Like, we'll do that. I'll, I'll try and earn it, right? And, you know, I'll get my Scooby snack if you think I did a good job. And your way out closing the video, just press the like button. It really matters. And I'm not saying we're in threat at all. We're doing very well. I'm very, very happy with everything. But, it, right, this is the kind of thing where the show disappears and people say, wow, I should have hit the like button. So that'll do it. From the big dude with the big mouth from the big apple, big Johnny Stud, yo. What a sick show this is. There's nothing like it anywhere, really absolutely digging it 
All right, that'll do it, man. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay. Yo, I catch us on the flip side. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels like a lot less like luck, don't it? Damn right, yo. Peace.